0: Central Park Baptist Church. Good morning to y'all. How are we doing this morning? Hey, man, glad to have y'all here this morning. If you're able to rise, we'd like for you to join us in singing our opening hymn, Hymn 45. That's Hymn 45, Hymn 45. All hail the power. You by his grace and crown him, Lord of all. Hell him who saves you by his grace and crown him, Lord of all. Let every kindred, every tribe on this to rest. Ball. to him our majesty ascribe and crown him Lord. We at his feet may fall. We'll join the everlasting song.
1: go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and this chance to come together in your house to worship your holy name. Lord, we pray you bless the congregation, bless our pastor, bless the message today, and open our hearts and minds that we hear what you have for us. We pray in your holy name, Lord Jesus. Amen.
0: amen. Amen and amen. If you're able to join us in singing hymn 439, hymn 439, I believe we'll do all verses of hymn 439. If you're a born again child of God, guess what? One day you'll be dwelling in Beulah land. Amen. Sing along. All far away the noise of crying upon my ear is falling. Then I know the sins of earth be set on every hand. Doubt and fear and things of earth in vain to me are calling. None of these shall move me from Beulah land. I'm living on the mountain, underneath the cloudless sky. I'm drinking at the fountain, that never shall run dry Oh yes, I'm feasting on the manna From a bountiful supply For I am dwelling in the land Far below the storm of doubt Upon the world is beating Sons of men in battle the enemy withstand. stand. Same am I within the castle of God worth retreating. Nothing there can reach me, This land. I'm living on the mountain. Underneath the cloudless sky, I'm drinking at the fountain that never shall run dry. Oh, yes, I'm feasting on the manna from a bountiful supply. For I am dwelling in Beulah Land. Let the stormy breezes blow, their cry cannot alarm me. I am safely sheltered, protected by God's hand. Amen. Here the sun is always shining, here there's naught can harm me. I am safe forever. I'm living on the mountain underneath the cloudless sky. I'm drinking at the fountain that never shall run dry. Oh yes, I'm on the mountain for supply, for I am dwelling. this last chorus i've been hearing a lot of praise gods from the choir on the last course where it says uh i'm living on the mountain underneath the cloudless sky this is congregational singing so that means that not only choir sings but you need to sing praise god as well amen so we want to hear praise god from the congregation as well as from the choir on this last on this last verse we got it we good okay last verse here we go are viewing it the works of God I sing in contemplation hearing now his blessed voice I see the way God planned dwelling in the spirit here I learn a full salvation gladly will I tarry in Beulah land I on the mountain underneath the cloudless sky I'm drinking at the fountain that never shall run dry Oh yes, I'm feasting on the manna from a bountiful supply For oh, I am dwelling in the land man
1: something? Has your strength been a little weak this week? Amen. Amen. I mean, the devil been on your back, and you needed a little bit of extra help this week. And anybody say amen? amen? Well, I'm telling you, I'm thankful that his strength is perfect. Amen? And I'm thankful that God takes care of us. So please stand as we sing this next hymn, if you would, please. Wonderful grace of Jesus. Is that the right song? Yes, sir. All right. Amen. Come on. <laughs> That's right. you
0: Amen and amen hymn. 324. Sing along. A wonderful grace of Jesus, greater than all my sin. How shall my tongue describe it? Where shall his praise begin? Taking away my burden, setting my spirit free. For the wonderful grace of Jesus, Jesus me. Oh, wonderful, the matchless grace of Jesus, greater than the hot rolling sea. Sparkling like a fountain, all sufficient grace for even me. I'm broader than the scope of my transgression. Greater far than all my sin and shame. Oh, magnify the precious name of Jesus. Praise name. Oh, wonderful grace of Jesus. Reaching to all the lost, by it I have been pardoned, saved to the uttermost, amen. Chains have been torn asunder, giving me liberty, the wonderful grace of Jesus, rejoice. Yes, me, all oh, wonderful, the master's grace of Jesus, deeper than the mighty rolling sea, higher than the mountain, sparkling like a fountain, all sufficient grace for even me, broader than the scope of my transgression, greater far than all my sin and shame. Oh, magnify the precious name of Jesus, praise His name. All oh, wonderful grace of Jesus, reaching the most defiled. By it transforming power, making Him God's dear child perchance and peace and heaven For all eternity And the wonderful grace of Jesus Reaches me Oh, wonderful, the matchless grace of Jesus Deeper than the mighty rolling sea
1: Higher than the mountains
0: Sparkling like a fountain, all sufficient grace for even me. Farther than the scope of my transgressions, greater than all my sin and shame. Oh, magnify the precious name of Jesus, praise His
2: name. Amen. You may be seated, thank you all, thank you well, th- welcome to Central Park Baptist Church. We are so glad that you are with us this morning, and uh, at this time i 'd like to ask if there are any first time visitors, any first time visitors. If you would raise your hand, we 'd like to give to you a, a guest booklet and if you would fill that out and then after the service i 'll be standing behind the welcome uh, center there 's a big welcome sign there uh, brother marco wouldn 't be stand- would normally be standing there, but instead you got you 're stuck with me all right but i'll be standing there after the service so if you would hand those to me uh uh and i'll hand you a welcome uh packet and we would we are so glad you are here with us this morning all right does anybody have a bulletin a bulletin hold it up for me hold it up hold it up for me hold it up there you go there you go all right well we're gonna go over this uh and so i've i've read through it okay and i didn't see any uh 130 service times so there's a two uh, 2 p.m. service, but not at 1 So I think I think I'm good. <laughs> but either way, we're going to go over this real quick. Uh, these are coming up uh, events. Uh, ladies, don't forget this Tuesday, August 23rd at 10 a.m. We're going to have the ladies Bible study. And so y'all meet right here in the fellowship hall this Tuesday at 10 a.m. And then also, ladies, don't forget uh, in September coming up is the uh, ladies retreat, all right? And if you haven't already signed up, there's a sign up sheet on the bulletin board and the information there as well. And then also uh, I wanna thank y'all for already bringing uh, some toys, but we're still asking for some some more toys for our, our country store upstairs. So our kids are able to come and we're able to give them money, okay? And I wish somebody would give me money, real money, okay? But uh, we're able to give our kids some money, all right? And we have uh, Pastor's Face, Brother Marco's Face, uh, Miss Sherry, and a few others, all right? And I'm on, the, I'm on like, the one cent, okay? That, that's what they put me on. I'm on the penny. But either way, we get to give them some money, and they get to go spend that money in our store, okay? And so what we're asking for is some donations, some toys, uh anything uh anything special that you'd like to give to those children and uh we every month we allow them to go in there and shop uh for for themselves but also for their family for their siblings and such as that and they're able to get those toys so if y'all would uh donate some toys for our store and then also don't forget coming up at the end of this month is our men and ladies bible study all right and that's always a great time of fellowship and food, of course, and that's coming up on uh, August 29th at 6:45 p.m. And then also uh, coming up in September—it's—it's it's crazy that I'm already having to read off September events. But coming up in September is uh, the Men's Prayer Breakfast Saturday. September 3rd, I believe Brother Clark is going to be delivering the message there, amen. and uh, and then we're going to eat some bacon, amen. amen, and then after that, we're going to gather together and pray as, as men of Central right. Park Baptist Church, yes. and so you won't want to miss that, yes. and then also, uh, coming up in October, go ahead and mark your calendars if you would, and again, I mentioned on Wednesday night, I've been... Uh, contacting some of the missionaries and it's been a joy to my own heart to begin to prepare this but we are going to have our missions conference and that's going to be held october 12th through the 16th that's a wednesday thursday friday and sunday all right so go ahead and mark calendars for that ask off work if need be and we'd love to have you there for our missions conference at this time we're going to have pastor come up
1: Amen. amen and don't forget about our missions conference the millers are going to be here and they're going to sing for us uh, ...during the week, so uh, I enjoyed their singing, hey, amen, I, uh, I just like that, they do a good job uh, singing, uh, but we have several different missionaries, we'll have a booklet uh, fixed up and, uh, for you here in the next uh, couple of weeks, so that you'll see the, the, ta- the times and the people that are coming, and a bio in there about our missionaries, so please uh, be sure and pick those up, and be praying as to what God would have you to do in Faith Promise Missions... And all God's people can say, if you watch the announcements, uh, listen, uh, sometimes you don't want to get started too early, but uh, I appreciate uh, you at Central Park Baptist Church for your giving in missions this year. Uh, We've already, uh, from the way things are going, we're going to go over and above uh, our faith promise goal for this year. And uh, I'm thankful for you and for your willingness to give. I honestly believe with all my heart, you'll never change my mind about it, uh, that God's blessings are always upon a church that's mission-minded. Amen. 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 Uh, If we, if you be a giving people, God will give back to you. And he'll do it individually, and he'll do it corporately as a church, too, so uh, let me If you're not involved in Faith Promise Missions, I'm just going to let you know you've missed out on a year's worth of blessings. Yeah. And so get involved. God's plan is awesome, amen? Uh, it's a sure thing, works every time. Uh, I don't know anything in this world that will do that, but uh, I'm thankful that God does that e- every time, so I'm thankful. So let's have a good offering this morning, amen? And uh, again, I appreciate your giving. Listen, the, uh, I always say tithes are to keep the devil off your back offerings are for God's blessings Uh, my son figured that out the other day and he came and he said dad guess what told me exactly he said man I've been putting in my tithe he said I put in an offering the other day and he said you know what he said it wasn't that afternoon when he said God gave it back to me double and I said hmm is there an echo in here (laughs) so it works amen amen God's plan works. So let me encourage you, you be a cheerful giver as unto the Lord this morning. Father, I pray, God, that you'd help us today. Thank you, Lord, for the ministry of Central Park Baptist Church. God, I pray that you would help us, Lord, to, uh, as the theme of our mission conference is stay the course. Help us, God, to do that. Lord, it's not time to uh, get comfortable or coast. Lord, it's time to really dig in and really get going and really begin to work for the cause of Christ, for souls and so I pray that you'd help us, Lord, uh, to do that. And let start, Lord, with our giving. God, please speak to people's hearts today. And Lord, those that give, Lord, please, I pray your blessings upon them. Lord, for those that haven't been, I pray, God, that they will, Lord, step into the plan of Almighty God and, and just see, Lord, what you can do and will do uh, through our faithfulness in giving. So, Lord, I pray, God, that you'd bless the offering, bless the gift and the giver, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. Thank you. thing we forgot to mention is uh, if you are going to the ladies retreat September 9th and 10th this white needs to meet with uh, you if you if you're thinking about going or you not, haven't made up your mind yet still please she wants to meet with all you ladies right up here immediately following uh, our morning worship so ladies if you'll do that I would appreciate it. thank you very much come ahead bless you.
0: amen and amen now uh, at this time if we have Uh, Anyone who is uh, fifth grade and under and fifth grade and under, you are now dismissed for junior church, fifth grade and under, you are now dismissed for junior church. Those who are sixth grade and older, we'd like for you to rest upon your feet and join us in singing Hymn 381, Hymn 381, Hymn 381, I Just Keep Trusting My Lord, Hymn 381. And afterwards, please greet each other and we'll prepare for this morning's special and then our sermon. In 381. Here we go. I just keep trusting my Lord as I walk along. I just keep trusting my Lord and he gives a song. Though the storm clouds dark the. God or the heavenly trail I just keep trusting my Lord he will never he's a faithful friend he's a faithful friend I can count on him I can count on him to the very end though the storm clouds in the sky, on oh, the heavenly trail, I just keep trusting my Lord, He will never fail. Amen. Please greet each other at this time.
2: I remember the days when I was bent low with the burden of sin and strife. Then Jesus came came in and and rescued me and gave me a brand new life. Now as I thank him day after day for washing my sins away, it seems I can almost hear the voice of the blessed Savior say, What sins are you talking about? I don't
3: remember them anymore. From the book
0: of life they've all been torn out, I don't remember
2: them anymore. When my flesh becomes weak, then I can speak to the Savior who's with me today.
0: Oh Father, forgive me, hear my plea, and he washes my sin
2: away. Each time that I bow to give him thanks for removing. about for his answer is always the same what What sins are you talking talking about about.
0: i don't don't remember remember them them anymore anymore. from From the book of life they've they've all been torn out i I don't remember remember them them anymore what sins are you talking about? about I don't remember them anymore. From the book of life, they've all been torn out. I don't remember them anymore. Amen.
1: Amen. <laughs> That's good, amen. The Bible says that he'll remove them as far as the north is from the south. What's he say? Oh, yeah, right. Well, sometimes if you're, you know, directionally challenged, you just i just just checking on you. As far as the east is from the west, amen. Look in the book of Genesis, chapter 2, if you would, please. We're going to start there, and then we're going to jump over to the book uh, of Ephesians. But right now we're going to read, beginning in uh, verse 15, Genesis 2, where we were last week, and we're going to read down through verse 25. We're going to talk about God's plan for the family. Uh, and, and by the way, I want to encourage you to be back this afternoon because we're gonna, I'm gonna piggyback off of this and go into something that everybody in this room, not in fact, everybody that's ever been born has trouble with what I'm gonna talk about this afternoon. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you from Scripture how that uh, you can overcome it. Okay. Amen. okay? Uh, so be two o'clock, not one thirty. Okay. Amen. Two o'clock, we'll be, be back and uh, be ready to go. Found your place in Genesis 2, verse 15. Say, amen. amen. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said it is uh, it is not good that the man should be alone and I will make him an helpmate for him. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them and whatsoever Adam called every living creature that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all the cattle all the fowl of the air to every beast of the field but, but for Adam there was not found uh, an helpmate for him. Shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Father, pray. Lord, I pray this morning, please help me, Uh, God, as I uh, stand before your people. Lord, it's been a a long week, a busy week. Lord, not just for me, but for perhaps everyone here in this place today. But God, for the next few minutes, I, I pray, Lord, that we will that you'll help us to gird up my, our minds, Lord, and our hearts, and we'll focus upon the the Word of God this morning and what you have to say to us through the Spirit of God. So please help us. Fill me with your Spirit, Lord. Empty with me. Empty me of me. And, Lord, I pray for the, uh, Lord, your liberty, God, today, and I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may Amen. be seated. Ushers, if you all come forward. While, we're, while they're going to give everyone a, a sheet of paper, and I just want to want you to take it and hang on to it for just a little while this morning. We'll we'll uh, get to uh, what it's about the, at the end of the message, okay? Uh, and starting off this morning with the message, I read about this Swedish couple. They were celebrating their fiftieth uh, wedding anniversary, and and they had a big party for them, and. Man, they just had a big kind of shindig, and after the party was over and everybody had left, the, the wife was talking to her husband, and, and his name was Finn. They were a Swedish couple, and she said, Sven, for 50 years, she said, I have been miserable. We fought every day. We disagree on almost every issue, and I am convinced that we cannot go on like this. So she said, I've made a commitment to pray and ask God to solve this problem. She said, I've been praying, asking God to take one of us home. And when he answers my prayer, I'm going to live with my sister. Some of y'all will get that in a minute. (laughs) Well, a well-known Bible teacher once pointed out that it takes more training, think about this, it takes more training to get a driver's license than it does to get married. Wow. Wow. You ever thought about that? Kind of brings things into perspective, does it not? Uh, all you have to do to be married is grunt and I do and, and it's over, it's, you're in. <laughs> Marriage is society's, think about this, is society's most important institution. And it will only prosper as it's built on a foundation that's consistent with God's design. Uh, I'm fearful that many marriages today are built on man's design. And then, folks, listen, unless marriages today are built on God's design, listen, they will not last. And all God's people can say amen. Amen. Couples who've been married for 40 or 50 years are just about all disappearing nowadays. In fact, if you ask, I've had people ask me, say, "How long have you been married?" and I'll tell them 37 years, and they'll say, "Wow!" <laughs> yeah, I, y'all probably heard the same thing. Why? Because you just don't hear about that anymore. Uh, it's a it's a dying breed. Nobody. Uh, enters marriage with the intent of their marriage to fail, but it does happen over 50% of the time, and it's that way among Christian couples as much as it is among those who are not saved. Right. Uh, in, in our study, we're going to look at uh, uh, three things uh, this morning, uh, what I've called the three C's of marriage, uh, that every marriage needs. It, and it goes along with God's plan for the family. And, and if you will apply these, listen, this, this stuff only works if you, uh, if you apply it. Yeah. It doesn't work if you don't apply it. You can't apply one out of two, one out of three, or two out of three. You must apply three. Come on, are y'all still here? The three C's of a Christian marriage are three C's of God's plan for marriage. The first one is commitment. If you go back to Genesis chapter 2 and verse 24, you'll recall last week that God announced his plan for marriage and and, and his plan for the family. One man, one woman, leaving their parents, joining themselves to one another, and then remaining together for a lifetime. That's God's plan. If you'll go there and and look in there, I want you to read it. See what God says. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother. Sometimes people... Uh, uh, sometimes uh, couples have trouble with that. Yes, sir. That's right. And just as much as a, a daughter has trouble leaving, uh, you know, and clinging to her husband, a lot of times the husband has problems leaving a mother
2: right.
1: and clinging right. Right. to his wife. But God said, watch, that he shall a man shall leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh." Look in Matthew chapter nineteen. Matthew chapter nineteen. I want to read verses four through six. Matthew chapter nineteen, verse four through six. In fact, let's let's begin in verse one. It says, "And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these sayings, he departed from Galilee and." came into the coast of Judea uh, beyond Jordan, and a great, multi, or great multitudes followed him, and he healed them there. The Pharisees also came unto him. and they were always around. Right. Amen? Like a, anyway, uh, the Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him, and saying unto him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? And he answered and said unto them, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female, and said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh? Wherefore, they are no more twain but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. I mean, so the Lord here, instead of giving a direct yes or no, he went back beyond rabbinical tradition even further back than the law of Moses all the way back to God's creation of man and responding to their question with a question of his own uh, I mean Jesus is asking have you not read the book of Genesis yeah, yeah, yeah. he, he asks him are you are you not aware of what God himself declared at the very creation He says, don't you know the very first thing that God said about marriage? Don't you know? And basically the Lord is saying, listen, your argument's not with me. It's with God the Father. Listen, I'm telling you, if we would point people back to God or point people back to the Bible, listen, I'm telling you, most times they will literally be speechless. And we can all say, amen. Listen, it's God's intention that marriage be a permanent relationship between one man, one woman... An unbroken commitment for life. But listen, but watch. this. our first C is the is the word commitment. Yes, and unfortunately, that word commitment is a word that's just about gone today in society. Right. Most right. people enter marriage today like it's a test drive, right. Right. like it's some kind of a probationary period, or right, or some kind of probationary exercise. But it, it, you know, if that don't work, listen. I'll say my I do today, but if it don't work, if it doesn't work, you know, we'll just divorce and we'll move on into the next experiment. And there's an increasing number of people today that choose to live together. You know, we used to call that something different than living together. We used to call that shacking up. Amen. But that's not politically correct today. So we can't say that they're shacking up. So I can't, I won't say that outside of marriage that if people are living together shacking up, I won't say that. Okay, uh, we won't say that. Uh, they live together in, uh, rather than being married. They want the benefits of marriage without uh, committing. They they want to have the freedom to leave. And, and you know what? Listen, what I, uh, gets me is sometimes I'm thumbing through the channels and I stop and they show, I, I watch uh, Judge Judy and stuff, you know, and, and they had this man and over here and this woman over here and, and they're they're complaining about yeah well she took my big screen TV and and, and she took my clothes and burned them and 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 then he's saying you know well she took this or he and listen and she says are y'all married and, and and they'll say no we're not married we were just, but we've been living together for four years and she'll say listen we don't have courts for that oh, yeah. huh. and I thought I like that yeah, like I amen. She says, I'm not here to help you and dicker with you on who got what and where and when. Listen, if people enter into that relationship with no commitment, then what do they expect? Amen. But then when it doesn't work out, then, you know, they're both mad at one another, but they want the freedom. But the reality is, listen, that that... Living together outside of marriage is a total act of rebellion against God. In fact, research shows, and I mentioned this last week, that the concept of living together does not work. In fact, those who live together before marriage have a 33% more likelihood of getting a divorce. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see, it's hard to go from no commitment to commitment uh-huh. on the basis of a wedding ceremony. And a lot of couples, listen, uh, they choose never to make that decision. Love cannot operate very long without sacrifice. When a couple enters into a marriage with a me-first mentality and instead of their spouse-first, then, the, then when the very first big test comes along to, to test that couple, guess what? The likelihood of them making it is slim. And we can all say Amen. Christian marriages ought to have a sense of sacrifice. Right. And the primary, and let me read this, the primary difference in what makes marriages work is partners who sacrifice for one another. Look, you, you, and I read, the, I read this passage of scripture in every wedding that I perform. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, turn there with me. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Uh, look looking start in verse 4 That word charity there is the same word for love yep. He found you a place, say amen yes, sir. It says, charity suffereth What's that next word? Long. And is what? Long. Kind Charity what? Read it with me Charity envieth not yes, Charity vaunteth not itself It's not puffed up yes, it, ch- Charity or love doth not behave itself unseemly Oh, here it is. Charity or love seeketh not her own. It is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in truth. Watch this, verse 7. Charity or love does what? Read it to me loud. Charity what? Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things. Oh, here's, look at the last part. Endures all things. Verse 8. Charity, what? Never. Never faileth. Never. Listen, there was an article in a magazine that uh, that I read, and it said this, Commitment means a willingness to be unhappy for a while. You can't avoid troubled times. You're not going to be happy with each other all the time. That's when commitment is really important. Listen, we, if we're not careful, marriage takes work. If you've been married a long time, come on, say amen. amen. I'm telling you, uh, as a child of God, knowing the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, listen, then as a Christian, uh, your life cannot be the same. Let me say that again. As a born-again child of God, your life cannot be the same. You've been exposed to a kind of love, listen, called agape love. Uh, listen, you know what? That kind of love, it's a, that's a kind of love that gives without expecting anything in return. That's the kind of love that we ought to go into in a marriage. Listen, when you get married today, when you and I said our vows, listen, it was a, it was a vow that says, listen, I believe what the Bible says, that, that charity or love endures all things and it never fails, never. Amen. And it reminds us, listen, that I'm in this not for what I can get out of it. You know, sometimes people enter, enter a marriage like a tick on a dog. And then sometimes it winds up there's two ticks and no dog.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. that's good. Hey Amen. You know that. Now that's I, I grew up with dogs. I know what a tick is. You know when we used to pull them off of our dogs and light matches on them. Yep,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's
1: right. That was fun. Um, uh, but if you're committed, let me say this. Let me go back. Um, you, you've got to put God in your marriage uh, a copy love uh, ex- giving without expecting anything in return. getting married is easy, but marriage is something that that ought to be taken seriously, and if you're going to stay married, it takes commitment. Uh, if you want a good marriage, then you're going to have to start with God's model. He's the one who invented it uh, if you're going, if you're committed to marriage only as long as your needs are being met, then marriage won't last. Right. Commitment is the number one prerequisite for making a marriage last. Amen. Amen. Marriage is a commitment. Yes, sir. And, and listen, love is an action word. Love is something you do. Right. Yeah. And Satan would like nothing more than to see any marriage, especially a Christian marriage, fail. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. you got to be committed. Listen, there's been times I listen. I'll, I'll, I'm looking at me. I'm, and I, I know this is gonna shock y'all, but I'm not the easiest guy to live with. I know it's hard to think that you know from just watching that you think, man, I don't know why. You know, I tell my wife, I say, listen, honey, being married to me is like going to Disneyland every day. Like it's like vacation. I mean, it's uh, you can't. It just don't get no better than this. <laughs> I know y'all. I'm. Uh, listen, marriage takes work. My wife has told me before, listen, I love you, but I don't like you right now. (laughs) And you know what? But it's a commitment. And sometimes uh, it takes work in a marriage. Sometimes my wife's not going to like me. Sometimes I may not like her. But I'm telling you, uh, we love one another. Now, I don't love her the same today like I did 37 years ago. Man, when we first got married, my eyes were this big, you know. And, man, we were living on love. Amen. I mean, I've told people, listen, when, for the first ten years of marriage, me and my wife, we literally had nothing, literally. Our first bed was a twin-size mattress that somebody gave us, and we, we slept on the floor for six months. We didn't have anything. But you know what? We were married. We loved one another. We were living on love. And then after a while, you have your first child, and and reality sinks in. Amen? But we remembered commitment. Second C is communication. A man will pay $2 for a $1 item that he wants. A woman will pay $1 for a $2 item that she does not want. A man has six items in, uh, in the bathroom on his side of the bathroom by his sink. He has a toothbrush, toothpaste, shaving cream, a razor, some soap, and a towel that he got from Holiday Inn. <laughs> a woman has 337 items in the bathroom on her side. And a man has no clue how to identify them, and he has no clue what the majority of them are. And we can all say amen. Now, the woman always has the last word in an argument. And anything that he says after that is the beginning of a new argument. Amen. Women know all about their kids. They know about their birthdays, their dentist appointments, their romances, their best friends. They know favorite food. They know their secrets. They know their fears. They know their hopes. They know their dreams. A man, on the other hand, he is just vaguely aware that there's short people running around in his house. Yeah. It's no wonder we have trouble with communication. Some Most times... We men, now y'all don't leave me up here by myself. We think communication is our wives, uh, or us talking and our wives listening. Come on, don't say that. I'm the man of my house. Right. Right. (laughs) Communication is two ways. It's us talking, and remember, listen... You realize this, men, that uh, our wives are our help meet. They're, they're our equal. Yes. They may not be able to do everything that we can do the way we can do But listen, I'm telling you, there's some of our wives are look a lot smarter than we are. We do good to listen to them. Yes. 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 Oh, I didn't get a very big amen. <laughs> yeah. Communication. Men are wired different than women in every way. Yes. Yes. And those distinctives, listen, surface when the... And I've said they surface when... Two people are married, and you put them under one roof to live together, listen. And then after they're together for a little while, then all of these problems start seeping up. Well, where did that come from? Man, I didn't see that coming. Man, if I would have known you were like this. Come on. You know why? You've got two people with two totally different personalities that become one flesh living under one roof and now all of this stuff seeps in. Listen, the only thing that's gonna keep you together, one is commitment, and two is communication. Hey, yes, sir. yes, sir. Right? Man, if I'd have known this. Yes, yes. Communication. James Dobson. He said this. It must be understood that males and females different in a way not often mentioned. Research makes it clear that little girls are blessed with greater linguistic ability than little boys, and it remains a lifelong talent. One thing that I've, I saw raising my kids is my girls, they, they were talking, I mean, uh, my grandbaby, she's about two, and man, she's she talking up a storm, my girls talked before they were two years old. I mean, sentences and all this stuff. But when my son was born, all he could do is give you noises. He'd give you a truck noise or a gun noise and, you know, and grunt every once in a while. isn't? But I'm telling you, the girls, they were talkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. I mean, um, as an adult, the female typically expresses her feelings far better than her husband, and we can all say... And she's often irritated by his silence or by his restraint. God may have given her 50,000 words, you know, to say in a daily period, and the husband only 25,000, and that's about, that's a statistic, by the way. And he comes home after work and he's used up 24,975 he made, uh, Monday night football comes on and he's all kind of quiet and his, and his wife comes home and she's still got 25,000 words left over. And she's ready to talk to somebody. I've come home before and my wife, and she's been home watching the kids all day and she starts talking and I'm thinking, she says, I've been talking to Little kids all day, and she said, "I need some an adult to talk to, but since you're the only one here
3: amen,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, all of us have to learn how to communicate, yes, and you're never too old to learn. Yes, Look in Ephesians chapter four, and I told you it's going here, and i'm I'm just about out of time, but i this is important. The apostle Paul gives us Uh, Several principles of Christian communication I think we can apply in our marriages And listen, if you will apply them They will strengthen your marriage Number one, in Ephesians chapter 4 And I'll not read them, but you read verses 15 and verse 25 Number one, lovingly speak the truth to one another Lovingly speak the truth Communication is foundational to marriage and it's built on honesty and integrity between two people. Listen, we need to learn how to do that, by the way, with family members. Lovingly speak the truth. You know, sometimes if we're not careful, we'll catch ourselves as Christians and we have friends or even family that may not be saved and we don't. We see them once every six months and we look at them and we walk up to them, hey, didn't you know if you died today, you're going to hell. Guess how much they're going to listen after that. You've done. Shut them off. Listen, you got to. Uh, I've tried to learn this. Usually, when, when things things going around church and some of the men or teachers come in, first thing I do is I say, "Hey, I need you to do this, man. This is going on today. I need this done, this done, this done." Well, that's the wrong approach. I need to come up and say, "Hey, how you doing? How's your week? Don't go." Okay, now inside, I'm thinking, "Hurry up, and get this going." <laughs> But I but I need to stop and I need to talk to them a little bit and 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 listen and ease into it. Then I need to go to them and tell them that. If you have a friend or family member, maybe they're not living right or maybe they're not saved. Go to them and say, Hey, how you been doing? I haven't seen you in a while. Right. How's your family? Are they all right? Um, I just just checking. Man, have you noticed how bad things are lately? Mm-hmm. Man, I'm telling you. The Lord's getting ready to come back. And which reminds me, listen, you know, when if the Lord comes back, me and my family, we're going to heaven. Mm -hmm. I sure would like it if you'd go with us. Mm. Are you saved? Mm -hmm. Guess what? I'm telling you, my mom always said, You catch more flies with honey than you can vinegar. Yes, sir. Yeah. Lovingly speak the truth Mm -hmm. to one another. If a husband and wife are living lives of deception and deceit with one another, keeping secrets from one another, communication, honesty, integrity, it's nowhere present in the marriage. We have to speak the truth in love, which means with love and grace, not with a critical spirit or with malice or meanness. That only destroys the other person. I've gotten into arguments. Listen, I've watched families and kids. They'll be in an argument. And if they're not winning the argument, you know what they'll say? Man, your ears have always been big and you're ugly. You know why? Listen, they want to win the argument so they get personal. Listen, we do the same thing. We do that with our spouses. Lovingly speak the truth to one another. Look in verse 26 and verse 27. Number two, let not the sun go down on your wrath. It is possible to be angry and sin not. That's what verse 27 tells us. I mean, angry about things in our society. But when I get angry, think about this from a personal standpoint, when you get angry or I get angry about something that infringes on my stuff, then that's sinful anger. Are y'all still here say amen? And by the way, Prolonged anger gives Satan an edge, or 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 an avenue, a path into your life. Prolonged yeah. anger. That's right. That's right. I read about this couple been married a long time, and the guy says, "Sure, you know, man, my wife, we argue, we fight, but to be honest, we've never gone to bed mad." He said, "I do remember one one time years ago that we were up for about three months." Never let the sun go down on your wrath. One thing me and my wife have always tried. Listen, it's hard. I'm telling you. You ever been angry at your spouse? Come on. Yep. Don't go to bed mad. It's a biblical principle. Yes, sir. Hardest thing to do is to go in there and and say, you know, l- listen, let's let's get. we, we can't be mad. One reason is because I want to sleep in the bed. No, that's, I'm just kidding. Uh, Let not the sun go down on your wrath. That's what God said. Mm-hmm. Number three. Look in verse 29. Lift up one another with words of encouragement. That word edification there in that verse, it means to build up. Right. I remember this couple when I was on staff with my dad in Dumas years ago. And, and time this wife, Talked about her husband. She was critical and demeaning. I'm telling. It was. I just. I just didn't want to be around him. Listen. Don't do that. Um, no matter how angry you get, or how you know. Sometimes we do that to build ourselves up in the eyes of someone else. Listen. All that does is make you look bad. Uh, lift up one another with words of encouragement. And by the way, abuse is not always physical in a relationship. Sometimes verbal relationship is. In fact, verbal relationship takes longer to heal. Yeah. Yeah. If we'd only say what helps, uh, I think there'd be far less uh, communication-based problems in a marriage. Look in verse thirty-two, number four. Learn the discipline of forgiveness. Yes, sir. That is not. That doesn't come, that's not a human nature thing, okay? Um, we're to forgive each other, if you look in verse 32, just as God in Christ has forgiven us. That's
0: good. That's good.
1: Listen, if Jesus, well, I'll get there in a minute. If you find, if you find that you have, uh, that you're in an argument and you bring up something that took place any time in the past, about this other person that you're arguing with, then you have not forgiven that person. It's impossible if you have truly forgiven someone to bring up something that happened in the past. Um, Forgiveness. Forgiveness is not natural. It's foreign foreign to the flesh and to human nature and, and people find it hard to do. But nothing characterizes the new nature of a Christian than forgiveness. Okay? Look in Luke chapter 23, verse 34. The Lord Jesus Christ, he's our example in all things. After being betrayed, falsely accused, falsely convicted, Mm -hmm. after being beaten, spit on, his beard plucked from his face, Unjustly nailed to a cross His side riven with a soldier's spear Because of hatred Nailed to a cross to die an agonizing death The Son of Almighty God Said, Father, what? Forgive them them, For they know not what they do We need to learn to forgive others as Christ has forgiven us. Somebody said the six most important words in a marriage is. Listen real close. You might want to write these down because you'll forget them. Some of you may not forget them. You just may not want to say them. I admit I've made a mistake. Please forgive me. The six most important words in a marriage: I admit I've made a mistake. Please forgive me. And if somebody says that in a marriage today, please, God help us. The person that's receiving that, let's not be critical when they do it, and just and jump right back on them. And you know, sometimes people see that as a place of weakness. Man, and it's like a bird on a june bug. Man, they zap them and and they tear them to pieces. and, And all they're trying to do is heal a relationship. Reminds me of a little poem I found. It says, to keep a marriage brimming with love in the loving cup. Whenever you're wrong, admit it. Whenever you're right, shut up. That's pretty plain But it's got a lot of truth in it May not sound good But it's true yeah. yep. Commitment, communication Number three, and I've got to Christ Understand, now this I'm not putting the Lord here last Because it's last of importance That's not at all uh, Probably because he's most important And the last thing we hear, we remember uh, But the there's three different levels in which the Lord has to be, must be in a successful Christian marriage, And everyone ought to be a part of three families. Number one is a church or excuse me, number one is a personal family. we all have families, but Christ has to be in the middle. Christ can't be part-time. Uh, Christ, church and things of God can't be a hobby. Listen, the personal family. Um. if Christ is in the center of our marriage relationship, then we'll have a stronger marriage. Number two, the church family. Now listen close. If you don't have a church family, only a personal family, you're going to struggle. Um, and when I say part of a church family, I don't mean just being a member. I'm not talking about just showing up. I'm talking about being involved and being a part. Finding your friends and people that you can share things with listen that it, it's imperative be a participant uh, be a contributor as well as a receiver and if you'll do that then listen your chances of marital success will be stronger than those who are not uh, active and involved and it, I see people in churches all the time that are uh, members of a church but they're not active they're not involved in their their marriages struggle Personal family, church family, and then the most important family, and that's the family of God. Um, There's a lot of people that they do have personal families, and even some have church family. But in all actuality, most people don't belong to God's family. They're not saved. Some today are even in churches, and they're not saved. And folks, building a marriage today... Uh, seems to be almost impossible apart from having a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't see how people make it. Listen, uh, if you find Christian couples that are struggling today as much as unsaved couples, it's because they haven't made Christ an intricate part of their life. It's because they haven't made church, their, their, their church family, an intricate part of their life. Look at that piece of paper I gave you. And I want you, when you look at it, I want you to picture the Christian marriage as a triangle. And I want you to take your pen, if you have one, and I want you to write your name out on one side, or the husband or, or the wife out on the other side. And when you do that, after you've written your names out there on the bottom there of that triangle, then I want you to write Christ right at the top. And I want you to notice something. As the husband or the wife get closer to Christ, you know what happens? They get closer to one another. Yep. Isn't that amazing? Listen, I'm here to tell you Satan is after the family. And unless we put Christ, in it, listen, at the peak, but it, it starts with you as individuals. If one goes, you see what happens in the others here? It's a difficult marriage. You say, well, what do I do? You keep getting close to the Lord. Keep praying for your spouse. Yes. And keep asking God to move that spouse closer to him. Because as both of you grow, listen, as both of you move together in your relationship with the Lord, then your relationship with one another is going to be a whole lot better. There's things after 37 years of marriage and being in ministry that me and my wife have learned that we would have only learned it as we, listen, if if we grow closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. Marriage today, marriages today are failing because they, Christ is not part of their marriage and they simply just keep growing apart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And after a while, they just determine the commitment's not there, the communication's not there, Christ is not there, and a marriage fails. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can I encourage you today? No, they say, Well, preacher, I've been married 35 years, so what? I don't care.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I know families that's, that's been married 35 years that struggle. Yeah. Can I encourage you today to come and ask God to help you? And I want you to keep that triangle. And I want you to take it out and look at it every once in a while. Put it on your refrigerator in your house. Well, I, That's where we spend most of our time anyway, going to the refrigerator. Put it on there. And write your names and write Christ. And ask yourself, have I grown closer to the Lord today? I want to love my spouse more. So Lord, help me to love you more so that I can do that. And all God's people can say, Father, help us. God, we need you today. Lord, I've tried to preach the message, Lord. It would help our families today, Lord. And God, there may be some even on live stream helping this morning strengthen our families Lord today and Lord those that uh, who are not married help them to look back as you took care of Adam and Eve Lord how you took care of the mate how you gave the mate to Adam may we Lord ask you to help us Lord in our uh, as we look for mates may we look for that spouse god that would glorify your name that's born again child of god Lord. so that we can start off in a way that would bring glory and honor to your name and strengthen us lord as we are married even god we who've been married a while lord we're still not above learning we're still not above lord uh, honing our communication skills lord or, or our relationship with you so lord please help us today bless us god give this invitation And Lord if there's somebody here that's not A part of the family of God I pray God they'll come This morning and trust you as Lord and Savior and we'll give you Praise in Jesus name Amen while we stand and While we sing a verse of invitation That the Lord speak into your heart You come right now while we sing